0: Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner, the podcast where we delve into the latest news through a conservative lens. In each episode, Little Joe sifts through the top headlines and news articles, offering insightful commentary and analysis from from a a right-leaning perspective. Whether it's politics, culture, or current events, this show explores the issues that matter most to conservative listeners. Get Get ready to cut through the noise and get to the heart of what's really going on in the world today. Let's get started. Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner
1: in america this bill is crucial in history will look back on it and say did america fail itself why is it crucial well if we don't aid are, uh, ukraine putin will be walk all over ukraine we will lose the war and we could be fighting in eastern europe in a nato ally in a few years americans won't like that if we don't help israel defend itself against hamas that perpetual war will go on and on and on if we don't help humanitarian aid to the starving Palestinians in Gaza, hundreds of thousands could starve. And the border, everyone has said it's chaos. A speaker, you just saw Speaker Johnson, he said it's mm-hmm. chaos, we have to do something legislative a few months ago. But what has happened, and answer your, to que- your question, so this is crucial for America, it's a turning point. History is going to look over our shoulders and say, did we rise to the occasion? To his credit, Mitch McConnell did. But too many Republicans, including Speaker Johnson, are just scared to death of Donald Trump. Donald Trump has said he wants chaos. Donald Trump has said, well, wait till I become president. That'll take at least a year. Ukraine could be gone. The border will get much worse. War in the Middle East will get worse, maybe bringing, bringing us into it. He's doing it all for political reasons. And let me just say... Will senators, the crucial question, the $64,000 question, the majority of Republican senators know this bill is the right thing to do. It's a compromise. I don't like everything in it. Neither does McConnell, but it's a compromise. That's the only way you get things important done in the Senate. We proved that two years ago in our bipartisan legislation. And will the senators drown out the political noise from Trump and his minions and do the right thing for America. It's a crucial question. History will, is looking down on every one of
2: us right now. All right, welcome back on Tuesday. I hope everybody had a good Monday. Chuckie Schumer. <laughs> um, threatening to send U.S. soldiers to fight in Russia and East Ukraine if the border bill doesn't pass. I don't, just in case anybody missed that. Uh, saying that we're going to get sucked in and we're going to be part of this war and we're going to have to send soldiers over there. So trying to really get people on his side to try to force them to uh, uh, come to the table with this border deal that's absolutely atrocious. I mean, the, the border the border deal in itself is... <laughs> I, mean, I, I wouldn't consider it much of a deal. You know, I got, I got a real problem with the border deal. I, in case you were wondering, and it's... Uh, bipartisan as he did say they did say it was bipartisan uh, a group of senators released it now finally so we have the actual transcript for it 118 billion dollars the border security package it includes 60 billion dollars for ukraine 20 billion for immigration enforcement 14 billion for israel 10 billion for humanitarian aid for uh, and including gaza now mike johnson has said that this bill is even worse than what they expected and will be dead on arrival if it even reaches the House. Uh, The sentiment was echoed by quite a few different GOP lawmakers in both chambers. Um, And uh, Trump has been out on Truth Social, and what he had to say about it was, and I quote, "...only a fool... Or a radical left Democrat would vote for this horrendous border bill, which only gives shutdown authority after 5,000 encounters a day, when we already have that right uh, when we already have the right to close the border right now, which must be done. This is a bill, uh, this bill is a great gift to the Democrats and a death wish for the Republican Party. It takes a horrible job and <clears throat> it takes the horrible job Democrats have done on immigration and the border absolves them and puts it all squarely on the shoulders of the republicans don't be stupid and we need we need a separate border and immigration bill it would not be t- uh it should not be tied to foreign aid in any way shape or form the democrats broke the immigration and the border they should fix it make america great again i agree with them 100 percent we went over this uh, last week <clears throat> that some of the initial stuff coming out and leave it to the uh Republicans in the Senate to screw things up. Um, ultimately, this bill would allow just shy of 2 million people to come across the border legally every single year. What you didn't see hidden in this bill is if you go into the actual text and read into it, uh, it doesn't actually stop at 5,000. Basically, once, it's, once you are at a 5,000 point, beyond that, you would have to divert these people to ports of entry, in which case you could take additional people coming in. So, if there's seven or eight or 10,000, then the first 5,000 are what they are. And then after that 5,000, you just got to make sure that they get to a port of entry. And then they would go through the process legally uh, or illegally um, at the border, which means that you've done nothing. You, you've shut down nothing. You've stopped nothing. The bill also gives Joe Biden authority to suspend it at any time he wants. So it gives him the presidential authority to say, no, for 45 days, we're going to suspend this border shutdown and allow everybody to flood in. So it doesn't really say it's vague on whether or not that he could do that continuously like he had done before when they were suspending rent during covid uh, and screwing the people that own the, the the homes, so that way BlackRock could get their piece of the pie and start picking up everything that's foreclosing, so that way they can take over. Um, so it doesn't actually say whether or not he can do it consecutively. Uh, I'm going to assume he probably can. That would be my guess, because a lot of the stuff, the way it's designed, is is that way. It is designed for them to do over and over and over. In this bill, on top of all the border problems that we're having, and I agree that it should be a separate issue with the border, Um, you have what you heard in there: uh, sixty billion for Ukraine. Uh, I I just I do not know why we are giving this country more money: twenty billion for the immigration enforcement. Give me a break. Fourteen billion for Israel. Uh, I'm at a point with Israel where we have helped them. They are a partner of us. We've given them quite a bit. They have the upper hand in all of this. Uh, I don't see the need for this constant flow of money to Israel either. I think we stood in there strong and we helped out and we supported. Israel definitely has the upper hand. Uh, And I think they can handle it from here. They're not a poor country. Uh, They have a capable military there, and I think that they could take it from here. Just as I believe Ukraine, which we've dumped way more money into, uh, can take it from there, win or lose. Uh, The humanitarian aid for Gaza. Again, uh, you know, there there has to come a point where you got to take care of your house first, and then take care of other people. Right now, our house is out of order, so. Uh, we have given aid. We have helped out quite a bit. Uh, going forward, you know, these people need to help themselves too. You know, you don't just sit there and expect handouts, which is what the world does because uh, Democrats so freely give it away. But other countries shouldn't be just sitting there waiting for handouts from us. You got to get up, back up on your own two feet, and do it yourself. And whether that sounds sensitive or insensitive, I don't care. Okay, I, I can tell you right now that you and your personal life. Uh, You get knocked down like that. You may get a little help from people here and there, uh, especially close relatives, but they all look at you and expect you to get back up on your feet. It's it's a necessity. You have to do it. Well, why is a large country any different? All of our tax dollars are going to it. You guys, we helped you out. We got you going. We got everybody moving. We built some stuff. We sent some supplies. We gave you some money to do some more stuff. Now you guys got to start doing it and making it on your own. Then maybe you can come back and say, hey, you know, we're going to be short a little bit. Can you help us here? And then you give them one more handout and go, all right, well, there you go. Now you're back. We got you hooked up. That's it. Take it from there. And that's it. That's life. I'm sorry. We can't. We can't save the entire world, nor is it our job to. We can't pay for everybody's woes and problems, nor is it our job to. And at some point, this bleeding of tax dollars to other countries has to stop. Yeah, you know, I, I know I'm not the only one that thinks this. <laughs> I can't be. And if I am, what has happened here? Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I, I, hopefully, because I don't really believe that politicians do what they say they're going to do ever. You know, Mike Johnson, you know, I, I thought for sure he's going to sign off on anything. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm leery of him. You know, the Republican Party, you know, like I said, never, never... Never underestimate their ability to screw things up, like Obama said about Joe. Um, I hope that it is dead on arrival. I know that you have some House members there that really are fighting against all this. I know you do. Uh, and I'm sure you have some senators uh, in uh, up there, some uh, Republican senators, that are fighting against this because they see a problem with it. I truly hope that this dies on arrival. You know, and and they, it forces them to either separate the two, as Trump had said, and create two separate bills, uh, one having nothing to do with the other, or go back and create a real bill. I mean, this the, the bipartisan bill was uh, mainly written by a Republican senator out of Oklahoma. <laughs> I mean, what the hell side is he on? Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma, hello, guys. I mean, that's who you guys voted in. You... you you may want to start picking up the phone and calling this fool and be like, "Yo, what, the, what is wrong with you? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> what kind of bill? What kind of bipartisan bill is that? You just gave the Democrats everything they want plus. Okay, you, you bent over and took everything that they had. Uh, I mean, what what more could you give them? Not only did you give them uh, money for everything that they want." But on top of that, you also gave them the authority that even though the bill says you're somewhat shutting the border down, which you're not at all, but somewhat shutting the border down, you also gave the the, the president the authority to suspend that. In effect, workers going to continue on as normal because you know you're going to suspend it. Was not going to wait a month and then suspend it? Yeah, you Republicans are just the, the Republican Party is is as corrupt as a democratic party. We still have some solid members in there, but there's just not enough to turn the tide yet. That's why we got to vote these, these crumb bags out and put some people in there, uh, that are willing to step up and fight and do what's right. And just uh, a bill like that should never, should never come out ever. But yet it does because we're not holding these people's feet to the fire hard enough. We're letting these people believe that they can, that they could serve that to you and you'll just eat it. They could serve you that slop on a plate and they expect you like, what are you talking about? I'm the chef. Just shut up and eat it. That's what you're getting fed today. It's crazy. It's crazy the way things are going. It's, it's crazy. Oh, you know, going back to, to Chuckie Schumer there, uh, talking about getting into war. I mean, I, I don't know how much anybody realizes this. We're, we're not talking about small wars anymore. It, it, the, the world is getting more chaotic by the day. It, it, if there's a war, we're looking at the potential of a World War III. This is not to scare you. It's just a reality that if you look at what's happening, all the bad actors, everybody that's fighting, the regions of the world that they're in, the hate that is growing for the United States, uh, the moment that they're thinking they're going to seize because the United States is weak, You're we're talking about a potential World War III. And it's not just us talking about it. Even the British are talking about it. British military uh, are saying now openly that they would only be able to maintain its full capabilities for just two months of war uh, after over a decade of hollowing out, um, the parliament was told just this week. Um, what was written in there was in the case in case of a world war situation between the United Kingdom and a similarly, similarly sized opponent, the British armed forces would exhaust their capabilities after just the first couple of months of engagement, uh, which is a problem. Uh, general Lord you got to love the British man everybody gets a title man there's no way your name is lord <laughs> I know, so, anyways general lord uh, H- um hufton Uh, told the committee that there has been a hollowing out of the armed forces since 2010, which has resulted in shortfalls in the country's warfighting resilience. The Ministry of Defense admitted that the gaps in their warfighting readiness includes insufficient infrastructure and warehousing for um, munitions, uh, infrastructure, at a key ports and air bases, operational medical ca- capabilities, and armored vehicle equipment and support. The Minister for the Armed Forces, James Heapy, claimed that while the cuts to the militaries were necessary at the time, they were enacted, but acknowledged that there is a whole load of stuff that we disinvested in, we urgently need to reinvest in, and that the, milita- and that the Ministry of Defense has an awful lot of work to do to recover the readiness that we enjoyed during the Cold War and that we require again now. So, our allies are ill-prepared. We know that over the course of the last three years especially, but we know for probably the last decade, uh, our military has not been what it once should have been. Under Barack Obama, we even ran out of bullets, if you Uh, remember Trump's story about them coming to him saying we're out of ammunition. So Obama screwed the military. Trump tried to build them back up during his brief stay. And now Joe Biden is doing the same thing. But even more than rebuilding the military and our capabilities and having everything, we've been giving it away to everybody or giving away extras to everybody. We've been leaving military supplies behind because of poor exits from countries because of Joe Biden. And we've been turning all of our military uh, personnel into a bunch of cream cream puffs because we're more, it's more important to teach them about equity and equality and and race than it is to train them to be just stone cold killers. So now our allies are weak. We're weak. I mean, does does anybody not see, it would be so easy for somebody like a China and a Russia Iran, Iraq, all all the all the bad actors over there to get together and say, "Now's the time if we want to be number one. Now's the time. They're weak. Their allies are weak. You think Canada is going to stand up with us very strong? <laughs> with Trudeau there, you don't think all these crooked uh, leaders in these countries could be bought off so easily? It's we're in a bad situation." it's not going to get any better. The only way it gets any better is if you have somebody like a Trump come in there because then everybody, he puts them back on guard because they know that this man will actually do it. If he says, I'm going to take you out like Soleimani, when he says I'm coming to get you, he's going to get you. When he looks at our military who love him, He goes in there and he don't care about gender neutral bathrooms and teaching people how to be nice and calm with each other and respect each other. No, he wants to go in there and see people that are ready to eat raw meat, chew iron and crap bullets. Okay. I mean, this is what he wants to see because he wants people to see us and go, oh man, if we pick a fight with that one, it's going to be ugly and I'm not sure we can do it. I'm not sure we can win. That's the kind of power we used to have. That's the kind of power that people used to look at us and go, "Uh, you you might want to leave that one alone. (laughs) You may may not want to mess with those guys because if you do, it ain't going to be a good day. It's going to be a pretty rough day. It's going to hurt a little bit. But right now they're looking at us and they're going, oh, look, look at that dork. Yeah. Back in the day, that's what it would be. Look at that dork. Four eyes are in there. That that would be easy one, man. You punch him one time in the stomach. He's pretty much all done. Yeah. That's where we're at right now. We're, we're the guy getting picked on in the eighties. Okay. And instead of being uh, he-man, the way they looked at us before, we we're supernatural. We can do it all. We'll take everybody on with one soldier. Our soldiers are so crazy they'll parachute in in the middle of war and just start taking everybody out because that's just the way these guys are. These guys are animals, and <laughs> in a good way, not in a bad way. I just think it's worth noting that our allies are weak. We are weak. All the bad actors are erupting everywhere. We got idiots like Chuck Schumer saying that he wants to inject us into wars. We're funding other people's wars, but we're not putting the same funding into ourselves. Well, we're just in a, just everything in the United States right now is in a mess. It's a mess. And it all goes back to the leadership, which is why elections are so important. It's, that's why it's so important on who you elect, You don't elect people because, oh, I just love their personality. Oh, my God, they're just such great people. I just want to let... You elect people because of their policies. I'd I'd rather have somebody up in there that's a total douche. But the policies are amazing, and everybody's scared of them. Because everybody knows that that guy's got a twitchy eye. When he walks in the room, he's the dude with the eye twitching that you just keep looking at, and you just ain't sure, okay? Okay? You just you're just not sure. And that's why other countries are like, yeah, you might not want to do that because that dude right there, he ain't stable. He, he might just pull. He, he that eye's twitching pretty hard when he's looking at us. You might want to it's bouncing all over. You might want to leave it alone. leave, leave that one alone. we we'll wait for another day. We'll wait for the one that they roll in in a wheelchair that can't even speak. You know, like Joe Biden. We'll wait for the one that when he comes into the meetings, they actually bring him in here with a sippy cup. <laughs> That's the guy we'll wait for because we know that guy ain't going to do nothing. We know that guy's easy. Not to mention we know that guy will take whatever payout we're willing to give him and he'll sell the whole country out to enrich himself. We'll wait for that guy. That guy's here right now. That's why everything is the way it is. Uh, 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 Elections have consequences. Everybody that voted for him, that's what you voted for. You voted for all of this. Everything you see around you, you voted for. You're a Democrat, and you're wondering why your life sucks right now. Why everything's so expensive. Why I don't have any money in my bank account. Why is the world the way it is right now? You voted for it. You didn't like mean tweets. Oh, Trump tweets the meanest things ever. You don't like the mean tweets. So you guys said, well, instead, I, you know, I'm it's not that I'm voting for Joe Biden. That's not what I'm... I'm just voting against Trump. Well, congratulations. Yeah, brink of World War III open borders in the United States, Uh, just everything possible wrong. Financially, everything's wrong. The economy, everything's wrong. So congratulations. You did a great job, not voting for Joe Biden, just voting against Donald Trump. Instead of saying, you know, I don't really like this guy. I don't really want to listen to what he has to say. But at least everything's calm, everything, my retirement's looking good, cost is low. I'll just kind of detach from politics, let him do his thing for a little bit, live my life, and then when it's time to get back into it, I'll get back into it. No, you guys chose the moron instead. And and we're all paying for it. So congratulations. If we do go to World War III, just know that it's because you voted for that moron in the White House. There is no other reason. The weakness is seen yeah you know, the 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 predators are out and we are prey right now we are definitely not at the top of the food chain anymore
0: and that wraps up another episode of little joe's conservative corner thank you for tuning in and joining the conversation don't forget to subscribe to stay updated on all our latest episodes and join us next time as we continue to explore the issues that shape our world until then stay informed and stay engaged